Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. The first thing I want to say is, goes back to what Pastor Angie said a little while ago. It says, resist the devil and he will flee. I want to tie that into what Shane said in his testimony when he was talking about taking that stand for God. You know, resist the devil and he'll flee. When he's talking about the technology and the things that so many people don't understand. Because when I tell you that these young people have been under attack this week, under attack, the devil has been roaming about, roaring, using people that they even look at as godly people to attack them, people they've looked to in their life, people they've loved are saying some things and social media makes it so easy to reach the ears of so many. And I've been watching and praying and reading. Let me tell you something. I didn't see one of them. Not one lash back at the things that were said to them. And I mean hurtful, terrible things. Not only did they not lash back, they begged and pleaded through the word of God for them to see who they are, not who they were. And to know that it's a little bit hard in the beginning. Right? So I've just seen them just pour love and praise God. I heard in all of the testimonies and things that were said this morning, they talked about love. Our group, we love love. Love, love. We love love. And I'll tell you something. We know about mantles in this church. We know about what's passed on to you, what's passed down, what is anointed. And my mother loved me with such an unconditional love. Not just me, everybody else. And so I know that that's the seed that's planted in me. And I'm so thankful for that. When Pastor asked me last week, she, she knows how passionate I am about love and we talked about me sharing with you about that love also some things come with love things come with love sometimes heartache comes with love you love so unconditionally and whether someone else accepts it or turns it away or love can also be heartbreaking I know that I've broken the father's heart many times and he still loves me when my mother taught me about love, she also taught me not to judge. And that that's a, can be a, a touchy place for a lot of people. But when you're not judged, and you're taught not to judge, and you don't reap judgment. And so we've really been teaching and learning a lot about, like, not only do we not want others to judge us, that's got to start with us not judging others. And the easiest way, we're going to get into this word, the easiest way not to judge someone else is to stand in love. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to love you because God the Father loved me. He created me. He created each and every other person. Everybody you look at, no matter what the world tries to tell you about them, not even what they have shown you in their own selves, 
God still created them. And he loves them just as much as he loves you. And there is release. There is freedom in that. There is freedom in looking at other people and loving them unconditionally. I really believe that you're going to reap what you sow. And I want love. And I don't want judgment. And so I'm going to love and not judge. And if you guys want to know the basis of what's going on with these young people, that's it. They want to love and not, they want to be loved. They don't want to be judged. So we're teaching them in the scripture how to love and not judge, right? And Freedom Ministries is appropriately named because if you do those things, it will set you free. It's going to set you free. We have a tendency to look at other people and think, man, they need to be set free. <laughs> That's kind of backwards. <laughs> That's how we're supposed to be doing that. So if you want love, then not be judged. Love and don't judge. I'm going to start with the scripture. It's 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 16. When I was preparing for this, I thought, you know, I, I know God has taught me a lot about love. And he really used something completely different and shocked me. Some people will say to your pastors and your leaders, man, that was a good word. That was awesome. That, Let me tell you something. It's a good word when God teaches it to you first. Because before I can teach it to anybody else or share it with anybody else or have any kind of anointing on it, God has to teach it to me first. Whether that's on my face in my bedroom or taking a shower in the morning or cooking for somebody else, he's got to show me first because none of this is me. Every bit of it's him. And if anything steps on toes or does it, whatever it does, if it just weighs heavy on your heart, all those things, I can promise you that in your leaders and your teachers and your prayer warriors, when God shows it to them, it does all of those things to them first, right? And then he gives us the strength to bring it to somebody else. And that's what he did with me when I was preparing this week. So 1 Kings chapter 3, I'm going to start with verse 16. It said, then came there two women that were harlots to the king and stood before him and the one woman said oh my lord I and this woman dwell in one house and I was delivered of a child with her in the house and it came to pass the third day after I was delivered that this woman was delivered also and we were together there was no stranger with us in the house save we two in the house so there's just she's like going before Solomon so there's just the two of us in the house and the two children that were born. And this woman's child died the night before because she had laid on it. She arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while your handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. They had both given birth to a child. The one that's going before the king is telling him, my child was still alive and her child died. And she came and brought her dead child and placed him at my bosom. And she took my alive child. It said, And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, and behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. 
And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is your son. And this said, No, but the dead is your son, and the living is my son. Thus they spoke before the king. Then said the king, The one says, This is my son that lives, and your son is dead. And the other says, Nay, but your son is dead, and my son is living. And the king said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. Then spoke the woman whose living child was to the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son, and she said, O Lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor yours, but divide it. The king answered and said, Give her the living child, the woman who came before him. Give her the living child, and in no way slay it. She is the mother thereof. And God used these words to teach me more about love. If you love something that much, you're willing to sacrifice it to someone else. I love you so much that I don't want your life to be taken. So I'll step back and let the other woman that is not your mother take you. Because I don't want to see any harm come to you. And the other mother was just worried this, in this bitter argument. She wasn't thinking about the child at all. There wasn't love in that. She said, split him in two. We'll each take half. I want to tell you that's what's been going on with these young people this past week. That there are some who, no matter what, this life and this child, they're more willing to tear it in two, pick it apart, pull it in pieces, than they are to just love. Just love. The mother who loved the child that the child belonged to, do anything but hurt this child, do anything but tear him limb from limb or split him with a sword because I love this child. And I'm here to say the same thing about the way we're ministering into these young people. We are not trying to pick you apart. We are not trying to pull all these things that the world is trying to lay upon you, that law. That's not what we're here for. We're here to love you. We're here to love everyone that's coming in here. It doesn't matter what you know about them. It doesn't matter what you've seen in the past. It doesn't matter even what they walk out and do tomorrow. We're here to lift them up and pray for them and keep them whole. We're not here to pull them in pieces. We're not here to pick apart everything that they do. We're not here to cut their hearts in two and rip them to pieces. We're the ones that they're looking to for love and guidance. And I tell you, some of the people that have done this this past week are not seeing. If they saw how these young people are broken at the words that are being said, how they message me and say, I typed this. Is this okay to say? Well, if it's the word and the truth and love, yes, it is. If you want to get in that, whatever they're doing and all that kind of stuff, then don't. You're not going to change anybody's mind. The king wasn't going to change this mother's mind about the fact the other, the mother who was, it was not her child, was plenty fine. Go ahead, king. She told the king, cut the baby in two and give us each half. Nothing the king said was going to change her mind at that point. She was happy with that. But the other mother and the love that she had 
who's willing to let someone else have her child. Some of that's going on too. Is the where the the churches, the things that are going on where people are losing people, people are going places, that kind of stuff. Are you willing to let that happen in love? Or are we going to tear them apart because they went somewhere besides where we thought they should go? Right? We're, we're going to love. Love. I thought about this mother. I thought about if somebody was to threaten one of my children, as hard as it would be, to turn loose of something that I had given birth to and that I love with all my heart that is my gift from God. I love them so much and rather see them hurt, I would give them to someone else. We know that's what God did for us when he let his son come down. For us, I want to talk to you a little bit about Solomon who made the choice. So we're going to back up just a little bit. We're going to go back to 1 Kings chapter 3 and verse 9. Solomon talking to God. He says, Give therefore your servant an understanding heart to judge, to judge your people that I might discern the difference between good and bad. For who is able to judge this? You're so great a people. And the speech pleased the Lord, and Solomon had asked him this thing, and God said to him, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for yourself long life, neither have you asked for riches, nor have you asked for life, the life of your enemies, but you have asked for yourself an understanding to discern judgment. Now don't get wrapped up in that part, because this is in the Old Testament. This was the king's job at that time. That's what he was to do. When things were brought before him, it was his job. To, to place judgment. This was before Jesus came. A lot of people are not seeing that. They're not seeing that when Jesus came, that's what changed everything. But he said, Behold, I have done according to your words. I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there was none like you before, neither after shall arise any like you. And I have also given you that which you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like to you all your days. And if you will walk in my ways to keep my statuses and my commandments as your father David did walk, then I will lengthen your days. There's a couple of things God showed me in this, and it's just like, wow, God, you're so amazing. The first is sometimes we sit and think, how does somebody else love that much I mean I would be angry if the things happened to me that how you see people living and walking in love and you know the hurt and the things that they've been through and you know how they're persecuted you saw what was done to Jesus and he still loved right this is what Solomon did Solomon asked for a heart he asked for his heart he said God give me an understanding heart so if this is something maybe that you have trouble with, and I don't, I don't know. That's, that's not for me to decide or, or, or be a part of. All I'm doing is just bringing the word the way God brought it to me. He said, if this is something that's hard for you, love, loving somebody that's hurt you, then ask for an understanding heart. 
Ask for God to change that in you, like Solomon did. Solomon was a very wise man, and he asked, God, give me that heart. I want a heart of love. I want what I see in other people who are having victory. There is victory in love. There is, you hear me? There is victory in love. And if you want it, you have to ask for it, okay? You want a new heart? You ask God to give you a new heart. You want to forgive people? You ask to help you in your heart to be able to forgive. And he'll do it. And not only did he say he'd do that, not only did he come back and tell Solomon, I'll do that. He said, because that's what you asked for, I'll give you so much more. So much more than what you even asked for. Yes. Yes. I want to talk to you just a second. You know, it says that both of the women that came before him were prostitutes. It doesn't say that the mother of the baby that loved the baby was whole and clean and lived right and did everything she was supposed to do. It says she loved, is what it said. Okay? It didn't say that the one who wanted them split in two was just evil and terrible and all. It said they were both prostitutes. They were both living in sin. Neither one of them were righteous, but there were a difference in the two. The difference is love. Yes. The difference is love. He also said when he was telling Solomon what he would give him here, this is, man, God didn't give me this part till this morning. I was like, whoo, okay, God. Verse 14 says, And if you will walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David did walk, then I will lengthen your days. How many of you in here know who David was? How many of you in here know what kind of walk David walked? Okay. But what God said was, let me go back and read that again. In case you didn't hear it. And if you will walk in my ways and keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David did walk. Okay. Because there was repentance in David. And if you don't believe it, you go read Psalms 51 where he pours his transgressions out to God and asks and begs for forgiveness. So what I'm here to tell you is this slate seems to me to be wiped clean. When he says here, my, as your father David did walk. He doesn't say, remember when David did this and David did that and David lusted after a woman and David had another man killed and, you know, the prophet had to come to him and be like, hey, whoa, hold up a minute. <laughs> you know, it doesn't say all of that. Because David poured his heart out to God and he begged God to forgive him his transgressions against God. And he was called a man after God's own heart. So God said he would praise God and love God. And I want you to know that in this scripture, just like with all the young people who are coming in and everybody's wanting to pick and poke and point at what they had done before, if God wipes the slate clean, the slate is clean. The slate is clean. So don't let somebody come in and say, well, I remember. You know what you tell them? Well, God doesn't. <laughs> God doesn't remember. God doesn't remember. He said, that's as far as the east is from the west. And where I stand right now, east and west is divided. There's as far from one another, even on the very point of where my feet stand, east and west are still separated. And God said, it is as far as the east is from the west. And if he tells Solomon here that if you'll walk the walk that David walked, you know that that slate had to have been wiped clean. Just as all those who are coming and giving their life to the Lord. Does it mean that their walk is going to immediately be changed? No. No. It's daily. 
does it mean that I want to say, tell somebody, well, you know, um, they just got saved so they can go do whatever they want to do and come repent tomorrow. That's going to be okay. I'm not saying that either. And that's what the world seems to be thinking that we're telling these new people who are coming in and that it's okay. But what I'm telling them is that there is forgiveness. Okay? And it is takes some time to change. It takes time. When we plant a seed and it's watered and it grows, how many of you plant a seed and you want your vegetables tomorrow? I want to see my pretty flowers, you know, by Sunday next week, God. I want them all completely bloomed out, blossomed, green, beautiful, bees flying around, taking pollen over to the next one. That's not how it happens. I'm not saying that it can't. I'm not saying that it can't. But I'm extremely rare. <laughs> Sister Julie, extremely rare. My God is a great and powerful and mighty God, and I know that these things can happen overnight, but I also know that if they don't, it's not my job to point fingers. It's not my job. This mother came in a night, and she wanted the next day, she's like, you know, cut this other baby in two and give both of us half. She wanted that done. She wanted immediate, you know. And the other mother's like, no, please keep this child whole. That's what we should be doing. As the world's trying to pick them apart, please, no. Help us keep these children whole. They're babies. It's our job. If you think it's not your job, well, hey, it's your job. <laughs> it's your job. It's your job. It's your job. <laughs> We're to lift them up, hold them up, pray for them, praise with them, cry with them, do whatever you have to do to get them to the next day. When they fall, pick them up, dust them off, go to the next day. That's what we're supposed to do. We're not taking part at I am taking no part in cutting any child of God in two or trying to pick them apart. Praise God. And thank Him for that. Yes. I want to go uh, to 1 Peter. I think I'm just going to... I got a couple more scriptures, but Lord, as the spirits have moved already. I'm going to go to 1 Peter. Chapter 4, verse 8. Also, my sister Chris has already covered one of the other scriptures this morning. So talk about coming in unity. Amen. 1 Peter, chapter 4, verse 8. Finally be you all of one mind, having compassion of one another. Love your brethren. Be pitiful. Oh, let me see. Be, I was, was I reading the right one? Yeah. Be pitiful and be courteous. One of the scriptures I was reading this morning... Um, it's, it talks about above all else, love deeply. Somebody, I might have written that down wrong because the scripture is love. Um, I did write that down. I had to have because I'm, I'm looking for the scripture. Love covers a multitude of sins. Anybody know where that? Okay. What did you say? 4-8? Well, I thought, oh, I was in 3-8. That's what that was. I'm sorry. I'm on, supposed to be on the next page. I was like, oh, well, somebody need to hear that one too. So 3-8 because everything is done by the Spirit, and God is going to use that to work in somebody. So if that was for you. But um, 1 Peter 4 and 8 says, Above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity covers a multitude of sins. Covers. Let, let me talk to you a little bit about covers. I looked up covers. And I thought, let's, let's get into this a little bit more. Let's see what love does. Because it says love covers, but let me talk to you a little bit about what covering is. It's a thing that lies on, over, or around something in order to protect it. In order to protect it. Lord, if our covering, this is our, our covering is a protection. 
Okay, it says love covers a multitude of sins. So no matter anybody that's coming in in the life that they've been in, love covers. Right? It doesn't pick apart. It doesn't cut in two. It covers. It protects. Love covers a multitude of sin. It also says that a covering is a physical shelter or protection sought out by people in danger. Okay, number one, there are those of us who are already here to cover. And there are those who are seeking shelter from the danger. They're seeking shelter. They need it. Somebody's out there trying to cut them in half, pick them apart, tear them in two. They need shelter. They need a covering. And what I'm here to ask is, are you here to love them unconditionally, to wipe that slate clean like God told Solomon about David? Are you here to pick them apart? Are you here to cover them? Because I can promise you there are plenty of people out there who are ready to pick them apart, tear them to pieces. Love covers a multitude of sins. These young people love love. Love love. We say it all the time. We see them posted on Facebook, everything else. We love love. See young people coming together who I can promise you did not love each other last week. They did not. <laughs> there have been some young people come into that ministry that's going on that God is using in our home, and we thank God for it. Thank you, Jesus, for the love that is in my home. They come through that door, and they did not love each other last week. They might have even had offense with each other last week. That spirit of offense might be trying to come through the door at 138 Stover Road where Freedom Ministry sign hangs out on the carport, but it's not coming in there. It's not coming in there. They know it's a safe place. They need a covering. They need shelter. And you know what I see now? I'm not even the one that has to say. Now, I know that you two have had issues. I, got, I still got young children. I know a lot of what's going on with some of them out there and their issues. I, didn't, I just have to say, when you come through this door, it's about love. That's all. It's about, think of it like Thanksgiving every Wednesday night. We eat. We fellowship. Who doesn't love Thanksgiving? I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. So we're offering love. It doesn't matter what you did or even if someone that's in this room had offended you last week and it has worked beautifully we've not seen problems with it so beautifully that now I'm standing over to the side whipping up something Wednesday night I don't know what's going on and I hear one of my other ones say it doesn't come through that door you better leave it outside whatever it is because it's not coming through that door okay that's all about the love you can learn to love no matter if someone else has hurt you, no matter if you know they hurt somebody you love, because let's get real, mama, sometimes it's because they hurt somebody you love. They didn't have to hurt you. They hurt somebody you love, right? It's all covered. It's all covered. Yes. I'm going to show you a little bit of something, just an, just an example. And this is not because I'm trying to boast or say anything about me. This is just because God showed it to me, and I'm going to do it, okay? My children invited me to come into this church in 2014 because I had walked away from God, because I was heartbroken, but I still loved. I came through the door. I stood like I'm sure some of you had out there on the little bricks and thought, oh, 
it's been a long time. Let's not, you know, we hear, but don't let the roof fall in, God. Don't let the, you know, because <laughs> if we all goes through our mind, that first step back in sometimes is a very hard one. My children invited me. They they had seed. I raised them in church, and see, they had to, had to come back, and that seed and that fruit had to come back, bring me back, and replant me. And when I came through the door, Pastor Cindy picked me up. And we learned about restoration and love. And she said I was her one. Sometimes you just have to find one good thing. There may be a whole lot of bad. You may know a whole lot that, you know, breaks your heart. But my mama used to tell me in every situation, you pick up the good and run with it and you leave the bad where it sits. You leave it there. And I'm telling you, Pastor Cindy picked me up, and we loved, and we grew. And because of my children and Pastor Cindy, I'm standing here. And this, listen to me, this is not about me. This is about God. And because what God did when Pastor Cindy scooped me up and she helped cover me, I invited other people because I wanted them to come in and get the same thing. So I want to say it's like if I personally invited you to come in, I want you to stand up. Me, I personally invited you. Now, if one of these people personally invited you to come, then you stand up. If one of the people in here personally invited you to come, then you stand up, right? Okay? And one of those people personally invited you, then you stand up. You see how this works? You see what's going on here? Things can start with one. It starts with a seed. It starts with a covering. It starts with shelter. Thank you, guys. You can sit down. I love you all so much. Because hurt, judgment, and all that will make you feel like it's about you. It'll make you feel like it's about you. It's personal. But if you'll do like Solomon did and you ask God for a new heart, for an understanding heart, for a loving heart, you start to see it's really about everybody else. Love is about everybody else. If you want something, give something. In your relationships, if you think my husband or my wife is not giving me what I want, hey, hello. They're not appreciating me. Well, when's the last time you showed them some appreciation? You know? Like, I want a foot rub. When's the last time you gave one? I'm just saying. You want supper on the table for you when you come in? When's the last time the other had supper on the table for them when they came in? Because we already know that God says if you give, he's going to be the one to fill you back up. So when we begin to look to God to fill us up instead of man, that's all that love, God's love, God's perfect love. And that's how love works. That's just a little bit. You know, that was just a little something extra for you. If you want and need something, give it, sow it. All right, we talk about you don't want to sow judgment because you don't want judgment. I want love, so I'm going to sow love. I'm going to go out and do something and show love. And then in that, God is going to make sure that I am loved. I just have one more scripture for you, and then I'm done with it. This man, bless, bless God. This is Psalms 147 and 3. If you're here and you've had a hard time loving, look. We've all been to a place where we've had a hard time loving somebody, a situation. God, I don't love this. I don't love this at all. We learn to ask for an understanding and loving heart. But let me tell you this. Psalms 147 and 3. 
sometimes our hearts are broken. We might have loved better before than we do now. But because it was broken, maybe we forgot. Maybe it's hurt deep down inside of us and we don't know how to get it back. Let me tell you what this scripture says there. Psalms 147 and 3 says, He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. If you're sitting here and there's something going on in your heart that you're finding it hard to love or you can't understand what's going on or you just want more love, you got love, you want more love, I'm telling you, this scripture says that He comes to heal the brokenhearted. If you're brokenhearted, when your heart is broken, Maybe hard to get that love part. Like, man, my, my heart's been broken. I don't know if I want to trust to do all this all over again. I don't know if I want to be vulnerable again. Right? No. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. So if you need that love, I'm telling you, love, we, revival. We are about to have revival just bust wide open. And let me tell you what's going to bring it in. Love. Love is going to bring it in. Love is going to bring it in. So I'm telling you, I, I love, and I'm so thankful for my mother that she put that in me, but I have seen the struggles of it. But if you want a healing from God, if you want a new heart, you want to ask Him, God, give me a new heart. Or heal the heart that's been broken. This is a place to do it right here. Come to Him. Let Him heal your broken heart. Let Him give you a renewed spirit. Let him teach you how to love and not judge so that you can be loved and not judged. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at Freedom Ministries Crossing.